0: Hi everyone, this is Julia Sotis, and you're listening to Possibilities. Um, I have a guest today, um, Dr. Christina Meekum, who is a prominent chiropractor in the San Francisco area. Um, She is an amazing chiropractor, and um, she is also a facilitator of Access Consciousness, and she's many things. And uh, today, our topic is ease, so I'm really excited to talk to her about. this awesome area, which most people sort of, it's like ease. What does that even mean? And really it's one of the most important things we can choose in our lives. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation with Christina. Um, Welcome Dr. Christina. I'm so excited to be here with you, Julia. Let's see what we can create. Yeah. So, um, so can you just tell us, uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, who are you? Where are you from? I think you used to even teach chiropractic. I mean, you've kind of been and done a lot of things. So I'd love to hear a little bit of more about that.
1: Oh, wow, you totally know a lot about me. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm from Philadelphia and, um, I went to school actually for art and design, graphic design originally. And then I was like working at a hotline and a restaurant. I did a bunch of things over the years little acting and started doing modeling. And then I had a car accident and decided to go back to school to become a chiropractor because a chiropractor helped me. And, uh, but the thing I was the most interested in, I have to tell you, was the emotional chiropractic technique called neuroemotional technique. And so that drew me in. My parents are both psychologists, my mom and stepdad. And uh, I was so drawn to like, that you could change how you um, felt about things. I was, I fell in love with it. And that's why I decided to become a chiropractor. I fell in love with the other techniques when I was in school and then I taught them at the Carpathia college. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: So you're from Philadelphia.
1: Yo, yo, yo. That's why I know your husband's a Jersey boy.
0: Jeez, <laughs> so, I didn't know you're from Philly. That's pretty cool.
1: I'm kind of excited you didn't know. We're supposed to Canadian. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <it's Australian>, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Um. So, so, okay. So what, um, and what's your involvement with access?
1: So um, actually I was training with Dr. Adriana Popescu, the neuro-emotional technique that we used to use, it uses like muscle testing and emotional points to clear like similar thing, like clear the energy of an emotion and wherever you're stuck. And then she started doing access and I was like this, what is this? Cause I, NET was already faster than anything, anything I had ever seen in changing people's emotional realities so that they had more ease and joy and could really be themselves. And so finding access, it was like NET on steroids. It was so much faster and it empowered me so much to learn the techniques myself, I fell in love. Wow,
0: that's awesome. So, I wanna do it all day,
1: every day too, I'm like you. I love, I weave it into my chiropractic business for those who are interested in changing and having more possibility. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm as you know, I'm, so, like I'm an access nut like 24 seven, but it's like, it makes everything so much greater all the time and it's so easy so like why wouldn't i
1: right and it's so fun because you just kind of ask a question then instantly your entire life and body lighten up you create more fun and joy and have better relationships and more money i mean this is a brainer to me so literally it's
0: it's like literally the key to the kingdom it literally is (laughs) (laughs)
1: live skip that you might have seen so
0: (laughs) so Um, so we're, so, so, so today's topic is ease and you know, what is ease for you? I mean, I have, and I, I have so many things to say about the topic too, but first I'd, I'd really, really like to hear about, um, like, cause it's kind of just like a weird foreign concept to most people. Um, yet if we were to actually have it, it would change everything. So it shouldn't be a foreign concept, but it is. So, so really like, what is
1: ease? You know, I think most of us would equate ease with that sensation of kind of relaxation and openness in our body. And it's that energy. If you have that with your finances or in your relationships or at work or in nature, there's a, there's a way where we kind of, you know, in access, we say, expand out and kind of get out of any judgments of us. And we can really look and see what's true for us. So I think it's one of the greatest gifts of access is being, is knowing what's light and heavy for you. It's my favorite tool ever because it allows you to actually know what will work for you and what is true for you and choose it with more ease instead of having like a million choices and not having any idea what would actually contribute to your life or what you contribute to others. Like if there's so many choices, sometimes it can be overwhelming and just the simplest tool of if it is heavy, it is not true for you and it's a lie. And if it's light, it's going to create a lighter life. Right. it's, It's my most favorite tool because without it, you can't really, it's the key that talk about the key to the kingdom. I love all the tools, but if you don't master that one for yourself, how else would you know what would create the greatest future for yourself? Right.
0: And and like the mantra of access consciousness is all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. And like, for me, that is such a special and important tool because it like brings that, that level and that energy of ease into your
1: life. It's because, you know, and I think it's just because we allow it. I, I was, uh, I did a class called Hardwired to Win, and it was based on the book, um, F-U-C-K Yourself. Like, he's got a squiggle in there somewhere, one of the letters. But it, really, the, the premise of the book, at one point, he says anything that we're wired to win, even if it's at losing. So, like, if someone is wired to win at, like, everyone will leave me, nobody loves me, my parents raised me wrong. Like, whatever their point of view is that they're hardwired to win at, they'll win at it even if it means not having anything. So he said, it's whatever you're trying to prove. So I've noticed I make my life more complicated, ergo lack of ease. <laughs> so it's because I'm trying to prove something and it can right. be trying to prove that I'm smart, trying to prove that I'm not dumb, trying to prove that I'm right or not wrong or wrong. or You know, any anything we're trying to prove is one of the places I noticed where we create a lot of unconsciousness and dis-ease in our life, finances, relationships. And so when you think about ease, it's kind of like you have to give up that thing of of looking to prove anything. Totally, totally. Like, so much space when you realize you don't have to be right or wrong or good or bad or have you don't have to do or be anything.
0: Yeah. It's- um, and oh, also just uh, feel free to to use the access clearing statement if you do have any clearings on the call. We I go for clearings. We swear it's very casual. Whatever you want to do, we can go swear. for it. Philly.
1: Oh, totally. Talk about an invitation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> talk about okay.
1: your Yeah. Cause it's like that I was thinking about the like what um are you trying to prove with the lack of ease you are choosing that if you were no longer trying to prove it or anything it would change everything. Wow. And everything that doesn't allow that, will you just trying and create? Mm-hmm. Right, Wrong, bad, pop, 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 All Nine Shorts, Boys Beyond. So, like, again, what are you trying to prove that if you were not trying to prove it, would allow you to choose everything in your life that will actually work for you? Everything doesn't allow that. We just try and create right, Wrong, or bad, pop, 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 All Nine Shorts, Boys Beyond. Because it is just that thing of, like, I notice now, kind of just, you know, the more I think I'm in access consciousness now, like, eight years or whatever. And I'll just be like, this thing doesn't feel super light and fun. And I'll just be like, oh, there's an energy of unconsciousness and just try and create it. Right. I just try and create it. Constantly, destroy and uncreate, destroy and create, Like, whatever's the unconsciousness, return to sender. Cause
0: so, so can you break that down not, a little bit? Like, what is destroying and uncreating, and how does it work?
1: Oh, you're probably better at that, but okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, well, your turn. <laughs>
1: there's a moment in time where we, like, adapt or adopt some weird point of view. Like, say you're two years old, and, you know, your parents are struggling in their life, and you go, oh, like, that's how life is. Like, I guess I have to do this, or... Um, I think for a long time, I was trying to prove that everyone would leave me because my mom moved out when I was 12. And I, I, I was, I did a, I designed a class with Adele King called Easy Ask, like how easy are you willing to have things show up? And one of the things was like looking at what you thought were your successes recently. And two of mine were that employees had returned. So I decided I was a success um, if somebody left and then came back, which meant I had to make a massive amount of energy to make them leave and then come back. Like, can you say how many full-time jobs that shenanigan was?
0: That's a lot of work.
1: Like, All because I was trying to prove that everyone would leave me. And if they came back, it meant something good about me. And so I also did that with money. Right. So here's the thing. If like somebody's point of view is that they're unlovable or that they're wrong or whatever it is, and they're spending their life really trying to win at that or trying to win that they're not wrong. It's so many full-time jobs and it doesn't allow you to actually be and create and institute and actualize what would actually be fun for you. <laughs>
0: I like that. Yeah. I like the way that you put it. It's so many full time jobs. I got that from Lauren Marie years ago, which is so. Fu- it's, it's actually so fun. super true because I do mean, so much work, and it sounds like an exaggeration, but it almost isn't. <laughs> it
1: isn't. I swear to God. So, like when my business partner left years ago, at some point Lauren Marie was was on the phone with me, and she goes, "What are you doing?" And I go, "I'm trying to not have like my business clothes. And she goes, "Well, how many full time jobs is that?" And now, would it be maybe just like one job if you were actually just looking at what would grow your business? Like, I was like, oh my God, thank you. So you <laughs> the energy of not ease and the energy of like, oh my God, so much ease is possible. When I just shift my mind about where I'm focused, I'm either focused on not failing or I'm focusing on what will grow my life. And not failing is a million full-time jobs, basically. And what grows my life is like, oh, let me play. Oh, this is fun. You know, like... One job, <laughs> so totally. not God. even a
0: job. <laughs> not failing is exhausting.
1: It's a true story. It's a super true story, Julian. <laughs> <So.
0: laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I um, Christina and I were talking before the show, and I said on my bathroom mirror, I have a post-it note that says, "What if my priority was ease?" And like, how many of you have really committed to having ease? Um, you know, and, and most of us are just so dedicated to having a difficult life because if (laughs) we just had ease all the time, we actually wouldn't be able to prove anything. And we have so much that we want to prove. We have to work hard enough and make enough suffering to get everything proven by the time we die.
1: (laughs) So many full-time jobs. So many. Did you ever see, there's a Seinfeld episode that's so funny where George gets a promotion and Elaine says to him something like, do you have a lot more work to do? And he's like, well, no, I, I realized that if I just act like I'm really like frustrated and upset, everyone thinks I'm working really hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, totally. Like, frustrated and upset. It's freaking magical. And I was like, I, I've noticed where I would do that though. And I was like, what am I, who am I being? Like, what am I doing? Like, this isn't actually my point of view about life. I mean, my mom is probably going to listen to this later because I told her about it. And and I would truly like. Sometimes she would be like, Meh, "Work," and I was thinking. I remember once being at work and I was putting up a set of X-rays, and I went, Meh, "My life is hard." And I went, "Wait, what? No, it isn't. That's not me. I don't think that. I love I love being a chiropractor. I was like, "Who am I being?" Right. So, so it really is just looking really too. If your life isn't feeling easy, who are you being, and what is awesome about it? What's brilliant about it? And maybe you could change it. <laughs> so,
0: right. Well, and everything that is, can we destroy and uncreate it all? Oh, yes. For everybody on the line. Right, wrong, good, bad. All nine pod pox shorts, boys, meons. And, um, and also, for those of you who are on the line, um, feel free to pipe in and ask questions, to put them in the chat box, to raise your hand. Um, we are happy to take your questions, too. In fact, they are encouraged,
1: they, <laughs> they create more ease. I see one of my doctors that works for me. She's on there. She oh,
0: said. awesome. Hi, Dr. Rublets.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was thinking about, you know, one of the conversations I was thinking about a lot recently was instantaneous actualization and how easy really are we willing to have things show up?
0: Right. Right. And And so can you talk a little bit more about proving? Because that was like such a huge explosion when you said that of like possibility and like what's actually going on. And um, I would love for you just to dive into that a little bit more.
1: Absolutely. I, mean, I designed a whole class around it because I thought it was so brilliant. This one line in this book, I'm going to see the author like in some seminar, like a couple weeks from now, just because I was like, your book is brilliant. Um, he said, it's whatever you're trying to prove. And one of the interesting examples was there was a person that was like, in jail, I had failed at everything, no relationships, no money. And they were trying to prove that their parents did a bad job raising them. So they had to fail at everything. Wow. And I just, like, wow. Like cause it really is, you can be trying to prove anything. I mean Julia, are you trying to prove anything? That if Well
0: I'm would be- I would never do that, Christina. <laughs> I'm completely immune. No, no, no. I had the the unconsciousness immunization very expensive but after five years in access you're eligible
1: oh i'm having that, I'm having that. <laughs> well you just yep. sort of start to notice everywhere you're being unconscious you're like wow i'm being like really grumpy right now wow i'm really, like what am i trying to prove right now i'm working so hard no one else one of the things i was trying i've been trying to prove a long time was like i'm the only one that cares or like i have to do it all on my own like you can have all kinds of insane points of view that you're really like running that I mean, one of, my do- one of my staff years ago when I was moving my office, she goes, I feel like you feel like we're not here even trying to help you. And I'm like, right here with you. I want to help you with everything. And it's like you won't receive it. And I started crying, this brilliant girl that works for me, um, Marcy Parsi, uh, Marceline, but she's a little unicorn that one. And, and I just really hadn't gotten that I still had a point of view that, and I really wouldn't receive other people contributing to me. Right. And it, it was not kind to anyone around me. It was not kind to me either, obviously, but... And it wasn't kind of my business. And it was like mean to them. Here they are grateful and trying to contribute to my ease in my life and growing the practice, and I wouldn't receive any of it.
0: Right. So. It's, uh, I mean, and, and it's like you, you just hurt. I mean, not only do you hurt yourself and hurt the people around you, I mean, you hurt the whole universe when you don't receive. I mean, we hurt the earth, we hurt everything around us because it's. Doing everything that it can to work with us, but every proving that we have is just sort of a slap in the face of receiving.
1: That was really that's a meme, kiddo. <laughs> every proving that we have is a slap in the face to receiving. Is beautifully said. Yeah. Anything that I brings up or lets down. Will you just join and create, everybody? Yeah. Right, well, I'll call name shirts boys beyond. So. And that's that thing, if, you know, for most of us that are not receiving, it's because we have a point of view and that something, whatever it is, but it, the way it disconnects us from everyone and everything and every molecule and everything that's desiring to contribute to us, it's instantaneous. We just shut off and contract back down. And I call them conclactions because it's like a conclusion, but you contract. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, <anyway. laughs>
1: sure. but it is that thing of like just if you begin to bring consciousness even to noticing how your body is in space if it's contracted down or if you're expanded out because Adele found something brilliant that said that Gary Douglas founder of access was talking about the if you're expanded out hundred thousand miles in every direction or something like that that's how you're meant to live as a humanoid that's that how it, what say again that is how we are meant to live meant to live yeah Expand it out like that. That's that's what we're made for. And it's really only we buy into uh, someone else's shenanigan. I've st- even stopped calling it points of view and lies and stories or whatever because they're still like significant somehow. I'm calling it all shenanigans because none of it's freaking real. <laughs> none, of it's, none of it's real and it's never freaking yours. Oh, my gosh. You are so such a man, hoot. All the shenanigans you have that are limiting your ease, anybody, will you destroy and create all of it and give yes, it up? Yes, Dr. M. <laughs> We will. Pop up all name Shorts boys beyond. So, how much can you actually like turn the molecules in your body, or expand out, or whatever's required, return to center with consciousness attached? All the energies that are not yours that are limiting anything in your life, all the provings. Because let's face it, most of those probably aren't yours. They were your parents or your grandparents or somebody, a teacher or a school, something you thought was a great idea, but will you just return it to center with consciousness attached? Totally. Like it's not. It's not If it's not creating the life of your dreams or generating and creating more consciousness on the planet, I don't really see the point. Unless, of course, you want to be unhappy, which is people like that, so they can choose that.
0: They do. They really, really do. Even some days I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was Blossom had that beautiful story that was like about her great aunt or whatever that loved to be miserable, so they'd help her try to be happy, but she actually preferred to be miserable, so when they helped her be miserable, she got happy. (laughs) <laughs> and when i heard that i was like i'm you know i've been codependent forever until i realized that was also not mine and i could return that to sender totally. i was like even codependency is not real like none of it's real that is it's such a funny story about the aunt yes well i always thought that was a great story It was one of the <laughs> things for me i was always trying to help people be happy and choose ease which by the way isn't kind if they're not interested in that exactly they should be happy when they should be, nothing, should as a judgment. <laughs> so.
0: Exactly. And it's like, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of this comes down to two, like, like, how would you have to, like, what different choices would you have to make? How would you have to rearrange your life and living to set it up for ease? Because, you know, a lot of people, you know, sitting at home or sitting in their car or or running down the street, listening to this, to this show you know it's like you might have a lot of things in your life that you've chosen that are like the antithesis of ease you know and, and 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 that's not wrong i mean that's what we were sort of that's what we were taught and that's what we were really um you know applauded for yes <laughs> and and when you are patted on the back for having less and and for going against ease It's like, yeah, most people are going to choose that. And I've had to get really humble and look at all the places where I'm not, you know, willing to choose ease. Like I would, like everything just comes down to, I just don't want to have it. Like I could change this, I could change this. And it's like, no, I don't want to. And, 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 and I used to get really frustrated when I wasn't willing to change something. And, and you know, it's become a lot easier, you know, through the tools of access to just be like, eh, all right, guess I'm not willing to change it. You know, and, and when I, when I have this, the eh, it's okay. And I don't judge myself for not being willing to change it. It changes so much faster. And it's like, I kind of like, forget it. I let it out, let it out of my world. And then it just changes. Cause I'm not like fixated on it. Like my precious,
1: well you know you're so wrong that you don't want to change that julia so wrong exactly so you know anytime i think we get out of the wrongness of us so my favorite question for that is what's brilliant about this i'm not getting great question what is brilliant about me and about this like adele and i do this all the time if one of us is being a little wacko and then we kind of and then we ask what's brilliant about this we actually create like a new product usually or something based on it so like if you look at turning the whole again, like the poop into possibilities, you know, I mean, anywhere there's like that unconsciousness is a possibility for greater consciousness, whether it's for you or you're sharing it with others. But I mean, I think it's always like we can just after a while see the sticky points and we're like, eh. and if you don't judge it and you go, oh, interesting, there's an unconsciousness here. And yes, the basic questions, who does that belong to? You know, truth is it mine. Uh, what do I love about it? What's right about it? You know, all my, and what's brilliant well, about me. Can
0: you, can you pause? Cause there might be some new people listening. Can you give just like a little bit of a synopsis of all those different tools or pick a couple just so that people can kind of get an idea of how they could apply that?
1: So my favorite basic tools, if I'm stuck is, uh, just who does this belong to? I mean, it's the, it's the King's though. It's never yours. <laughs> so like, if you can actually, and, and or if I notice an unconsciousness and a resistance I'm having in my life, I go, oh, what point of view have I bought? Because you only resist if you bought into a line and agreed with a point of view that's not yeah. yours. And it's res- and it's and lim- you finally like notice it, sprinkle it with consciousness all around it. You go, oh, there's like a resistance here to something. I'm resisting something. What is this? Whose is this? And like, if it doesn't immediately lighten up, I look at, like, I've decided that blah, 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 story, blah, heavy, blah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then it's everything that is, well, I destroy and create, And everywhere I bought into, aligned and agreed with it, and resisted and reacted to it, and then defended for and against it, I'll destroy and create Times a godzillion. Right, wrong, and a bad, pop, up all night, shorts, boys, beyonds. I think it's getting to a place where you no longer judge yourself ever as wrong. And you just look and you notice resistance. Or whose energy is that? Or... It's, it's not judging the energies anymore. Just noticing that there is a level of ease available with these tools that is unparalleled to anything I've ever seen. And I'm one of those people like Dane, I tried everything. So oh, I mean, like, I just, but this empowers a person so much. Like I wake up clearing myself sometimes because I'll have like a weird dream and I'll be like, oh, there's a resistance to this being easy in my life. Because that's actually one of the main conversations I'm having with myself lately. I am reading the book, Prophet First. And it's about actually there's such a kindness to it. it's the mindset of an entrepreneur and how to be different with your money and how to run your business at a profit in a completely different energy and It was recommended by Lauren Polly, who's another genius, you know and one of the things that it did was when one of my staff people quit of my three assistants, um I was sad because she's amazing and brilliant and uh, was such a contribution to my business for like two or three years almost she's going back to school to become a nurse for herself, which is perfect for her and uh Then I saw the rest of my staff get really stressed for two weeks and I'm reading this book and it's all about how to simplify and like look outside the box at what will change your business financially. And I realized I could save over half a million dollars by having one less employee and spending $11,000 on software that would upgrade us. And I realized if she hadn't quit, I wouldn't have looked at what would change this for my business. But like simplifying, like if I want my body to feel good, maybe just put in stuff that it's light and nurtures it. I don't have to like put in stuff it doesn't like, and then work out a lot. Right, That's not a simple program. So I've been thinking a lot about simplifying. And if you don't have to prove anything, you just look at what will create this in the simplest manner possible, and the most ease and joy, and like just choose it, without any of the like having to prove. Wow. That would be much easier,
0: and not so many full-time jobs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sodist, so i love your sense of humor <laughs> and i yours i'm so glad to hear that because i've always just watched you and we haven't chatted as many times until recently until the totally. notebook.
0: so <laughs> like so like for like for you i mean you know what parts of your life are ease that that maybe people haven't considered could be ease and and you know what did it take for you to get there
1: well, it's funny because like Adele was so shocked when we became friends because she's like, you know, it's light and heavy for you, and you just choose what's light for you. And I was like, I'm confused. Isn't that what the tool gives us? The <laughs> <laughs> is like, i light and heavy. Is my-.
0: super. That is super super unique. Wow, like oh, that
1: is so like- simple. I mean, that's not usual. So it's funny, everything I've made complicated apparently. So and, and three times this year I chose against what I knew to be true for me and it cost me a lot of money, okay? Like like over $100,000, which is what I consider a lot of money. And I was like, and it made my life harder and it was harder in my body and like I was stressed out more and I was like, so I hardly ever choose what's heavy for me. Hardly ever. I'm not sure what it possessed me in the moment actually. But each time I said out loud to the person I was talking about, I was like, this is completely heavy. I'm going to choose it anyway because you're begging me. So apparently begging is what gets me to go not honor myself. So I was like, but I, I, I really, Adele and I had a moment on Saturday where I went, I only honor me now. I only choose situations that honor me. I'm close to people that honor me. I'm hiring people that honor me and my wow. business and all the patients in it. And I made the demand. Wow. We had like a weird moment, she and I, and we're laughing about it now, but it, it created something so much greater in our relationship. Where we saw her being like codependent and not honoring some whatever we were doing, it doesn't matter. But that was so many 10 seconds ago. But um, then we both got super clear on that. We were choosing what was 100% true. Well, I know I'm choosing 100, what's 100% true for me. I usually wow. do anything, but there was a place where I wasn't.
0: Wow. And, and I'm writing it for another sticky note on my mirror. What if my priority was being
1: honored? Right. And honoring me, which if you honor you, it never isn't that. Like, wow. you want people around that don't honor you. I was completely fine. I was, com- I just was so clear. It became so clear that my life could be so much easier with people that just honor me. Over and over again in my life, I've hired people to abuse me. Right. Abuse when I was little and running programs or whatever. But then I was like, this is silly. Again, many full time jobs. It made my life a lot harder, a lot less <laughs> fun. My favorite thing in life is fun. It's about being a contribution and and creating more fun on the planet, a more consciousness on the planet for me. So uh, anything that isn't alignment with that, it's not really interesting for me anymore. So I just was like, I'm just kind of eliminating. There's like things that take time sometimes to change, like retraining people, like you know, new programs and systems, but putting all of those in place for myself so that um, like, can you? It's just so light. (laughs) Like my body loves it, I love it, my business loves it. I'm more, grat- I'm more gratitude when I'm in there now that's awesome
0: that's amazing thanks for
1: acknowledging that thank you yeah
0: gosh that is that is like a uh, idiot I mean I mean you're an idiot savant in that area and it's funny because it's like with the tools of access like they are really completely beyond this reality and and we were all unless you're some purple alien perhaps, taught to function based on this reality. I mean, our parents lived by this reality, their parents lived by this reality. I, before Access, I had never met anybody who had lived beyond this reality. So it's like, it, you know, the tools of Access are so simple and they change so much so fast. And it's like learning them can can be a huge learning curve sometimes because it's so just not the constant entrainment and automation that we were, you know, built upon in, you know, in this lifetime. and. And so to, for you to, like, just get something so clearly, it's like, well, duh. Uh, but, like, that actually is such a greatness of you. And, and, you know, when each of us has those things that we just get, it's like, well, yeah, to us. But it's like, it's, it's, it's not just, like, yes, that is the tool of access and it's so clear that that's what you're supposed to do. But actually doing it and choosing to move from this reality to being the tool and using the tool is is like it is such a greatness that most of us just take for granted
1: you know i have to say i think it took a while to develop it like by the time i'd met adele which is about four years ago i was pretty much living there but i for sure remember adriana who was and larmory who facilitated me a lot being like come on (laughs) so like i don't (laughs) like i would like it if people had no expectation about it just beginning to notice to know what's true for you and becomes because i did the muscle testing with people for a long time and most people where your body literally you're pushing on their arm and if they're lying their arm goes weak because your body goes weak when you lie
0: hmm.
1: so like it was based that was my first experience so that was as a patient in my 20s and then later on as a doctor so that showed me already and then i remember the first time i was working with a client and i heard the answer in her head before she said it and then i said this is what i heard in my head and she's like that's what i that's 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 what I was going to say. And, um, I realized I was aware of the thoughts feelings and I already knew, but like, I really knew then it was like, this was this, this time, this thing with this person was what I had the impression of instantly. And then I knew it was what was making her weak because of the lie that was present for her, like that she was wrong because of the abuse that she'd suffered. Um, that, you know, Anyway, it's all the stories around the abuse, not the, it can be the abuse too, but it, it was the stories around it for her that were making her weak. I'm wrong, I'm bad, I'm embarrassed, you know, I'm a piece of poo. And uh, I still remember that that's when I realized I also knew it was true for everyone else. And so it's a very tricky, it's been a very th- tricky thing as a facilitator because it's what makes me, an, a, no offense, an incredible facilitator is because I can hear all, I, I, you know, I, I know what's light and heavy for them too. And I thought everyone could do that. And it was only when I was talking to multiple facilitators, they're like, I can't tell. And I'm like, really? I just figured because all of us are little empaths that we could all do that. And, um, it, I really had to train myself not to disempower people because I was aware of what was true for them and they weren't. Right. Yep.
0: That is that, you know, that is a, that is a muscle. That's pretty awesome though. Um, well, we're pretty much at the end of the show here. Gosh, that went by really, really super fast. Um, but, um, Thank you for, for coming on and, and how can people find you if they would like facilitation or sessions with
1: you, classes? ChristinaMecham.com. Um, and it's, uh, we'll just put it, I guess, anyway, it's dot com And there's an, I have a chiropractic site and I have my access site and it has all that on there. Cause I love facilitating people, which means by the way, to make easy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Facile, the French
1: root, but the Latin root. (laughs) So, yes, thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to know you. And by the way, Julia is going to do the Wealth Creators Anonymous class and the Taster class of making money work for you in my office in San Francisco, uh, November 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th, right? Do I have that right?
0: That's right. I will be there with bells on.
1: And it's, you know, I'm just so excited to have these conversations with Julia because I've never seen anyone be more brilliant at creating money on our own terms.
0: Cool. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, that's one of my, my idiots of on ease areas is the ability to do that. So awesome. (laughs) And we all have it. Um, (laughs) cool. Well, thank you so much, Christina. And thank you for those, those of you who um, are on live and listening to this in the future. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.